Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us again today. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please hop online and share it. You take a screenshot of what you're listening to and then put some fancy bolden letters with like the praying hands, the praising hands, the fire emoji. Even, man, if you do the monkey emoji, I'll be happy. If there's emojis, people love it. You can do it. Um, today, we're going to talk about fear. Uh, you know, there's these acronyms that you pick up as Christians that people do, like fear is false evidence appearing real, they say, or the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. And honestly, they're stupid. They don't make any sense. If you take that, yes, the Bible is a book of instruction, and yes, it leads to eternity. But to say that the Bible is just is only basic instructions before leaving earth, you're missing the fact that the Word of God is the power of God. One of the things that changed in my heart um, that really uh, opened my eyes is when I understood, because I knew God had promises for me. I knew there were things in His Word that He promised me, but I didn't know. Confession didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense that I could say something and get it. It didn't make sense that I didn't see how I went from, hey, I have the promise to the fulfillment of the promise. There seemed like a gap in between what the word said and how I was going to get there. And you know what I realized the gap was? It was my faith, number one, but it was that the, the word is full of power. That when, when God spoke and he said, let there be light, that that word went forth and created, that the word is pure power. Say that with me. Say the word is pure power, that the word went forth and had creative abilities. The word itself carries new lungs if you need new lungs. The word itself carries health if you need health. The word itself has healing properties. He said in Proverbs 4, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they'll be life. The word itself is the seed of eternal life. Life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Inside the word of God, there's power. The Bible says the word of God is like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. So when I say things like, man, I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I'm strong and I'm getting stronger. I'm full of the life of God. As I say that, the anointing is released from those words. And that's why you have to really the only things that you say that will make a difference is the word that's settled down into your heart. Meditation is so important. What the Bible says, only when you meditate in the word day and night will you have good success. What does that mean? That means before bed, you should be taking one scripture and just thinking about it. I started the very first scripture that I meditated on there. I remember consciously taking time to meditate on it was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And I took it and I, and I just in my head said the Lord. And I thought about the Lord. Who is he? He's God. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He's not lacking in anything. He doesn't come in second place in any area. He is the Lord. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's no one above him. His, his power, his light outshines everybody. His power out powers everybody, right? There's no wisdom against him, the Bible says. He's the Lord. The Lord is. That means he was and he will be. He's not coming to an end and he didn't have a beginning. He's the great I am. He's the great present tense. That's why faith is now is because God is now. The Lord is my. The Lord is my. He belongs to me. I am his. He's chosen me as a peculiar people. I'm not here on my own. I belong to God and he belongs to me. I'm in divine companionship and communion with God. I'm not off on my own and he's over there. He belongs to me. The Lord is my shepherd. 
man, the shepherd takes care of the sheep and you begin to meditate and you see the word, man, it just, get, you get a joy. How do you know you get in revelation on something is when it starts to produce joy in your heart. That's how you know. But so basic instructions before leaving earth doesn't do justice. It's not only basic instructions before leaving earth, but we're talking about fear today. Got a little sidetrack there. False evidence appearing real, which is nonsense. It's not. Fear usually comes from from real evidence that is real, not false evidence appearing real. Sometimes fear is fear is future based, but sometimes fear is present uh, is is based. I mean, it's based in the present, and sometimes it's the reality. Hey, you get a phone call in the middle of the night. Your teenage son is is has gone missing from his school, right? If he's at boarding school. Or you wake up in the middle of the night and the kid's not there. That's when fear hits, when there's the reality of, hey, there's something bad that could happen. You get a phone call. Hey, there was a friend was in a car accident or waiting to hear. That's where fear comes in. Fear, though, as Christians, we need to understand, number one, is fear is a spirit. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the first thing we need to understand that fear is a spirit. When you see the word spirit in there, and it's talking about something like fear, a negative thing, if you put the word spirit being, it makes it more clear. So fear is a spirit being. It has a personality. When the angels were cast down out of heaven, there are now demons that are going throughout the earth. There's, there's, There's spirits on the earth, and one of them is fear. Fear is a spirit. Sin is a spirit. People are born into the world, into the realm by the bloodline of sin. But fear is a spirit being, and so it has to be resisted. Spirits can be yielded to or not yielded to. Lust comes, that's a spirit, and that can be yielded to or not yielded to. So the first thing you need to understand is that fear is a spiritual thing that manifests itself in your mind and in your body. It's the same thing with love, right? It's the the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God whose God is love. And so that when you yield to the Holy Ghost, you're yielding to the Spirit of love. You can let love flow through you, but it's a spiritual thing. You don't come up with love in your head. It's a spiritual thing. It has to do with your spirit. And so understand is when it comes to fear, fear comes, but spirits that are from the devil have to be resisted. Why? Because they'll always transform to another area. So it's not like, all right, if I get over my fear of, let's take provision, for instance, right? People are afraid that they're going to run out of money. People are afraid that they're going to not have enough. If you're willing to work and you are working, the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. So this isn't about, oh, you know, I'm trying to not work and and see God provide for me. If you're a full-time student, it's one thing. But if you're lazy and you're sitting around on your phone for hours in the day, if you're in Bible school, let me say this. If you're in Bible school and you're saying, I'm believing the Lord to pay my bills for me, and you're not using your extra hours to be an outreach, to study the word of God, if you find yourself at home watching TV or being on your phone for hours at a time, you better go get a job because you won't be provided for. Because you're saying, I'm in... It's, the Bible says no soldier goes toward his own expense because he's in lift. It says he doesn't get entangled in the affairs of this life. If you're lazy and you're sitting at home, shame as about Bibles going to Bible school till one in the afternoon and then oh, I'm believing the Lord to pay for me, pay pay for me. And you're spending hours a day on your phone doing nothing. 
you need to go get a job because job experience is good. It teaches you work ethic. It gives you something you can exercise your faith for promotion. Go work. Now, if you're saying, hey, I'm dedicating this time to the Lord and you're spending five, six, seven hours a day in the word or you're diving in an outreach and you're and you're plugging in then yes hey my time I don't have time to get a job because I'm I'm doing the work of the ministry even while I'm in Bible school then God will provide for you because you're doing his work but just for clarification there people are too often like I just want the Lord to pay for things so I can sit home and do nothing and use my faith that's not how that works but but anxiety comes and anxiety and worry are attached to fear the Bible says be anxious for nothing because it's yielding to anxiety and yielding to worry um, is a spirit of fear. Now, the only time that it's actually a God-given thing is when it comes to like adrenaline. Adrenaline is a quick burst of fear maybe or anxiety or whatever that allows you to do superhuman things. You hear stories of people who a car falls on somebody, someone gets hit by a car and someone just lifts up a car so the person can come out, which is not normal. But like this strength comes into them. That's, it's, uh, It's adrenaline, right? So that's a form if we're going to be technical about it. But fear is a spirit and fear can't be yielded to. If you you allow anxiety in your heart and in your life and you don't fight against anxiety, you have to decide that I'm going to be on the offensive to fight against anxiety. If you don't allow it, anxiety will always shift. It'll find one circumstance and then you'll look back and, hey, you're worried about bills this month and then everything turns out and God provides for you and it'll shift to something else. Worried about getting married. Oh, I just wonder if I'm ever going to get married. Worried about your parents. Someone, listen, someone's always sick. There's always someone to pray for. There's always something. If you allow the spirit of fear in any form, in anxiety and worry in your life, it will follow you to the grave. Like it'll stay with you all of your days. You have to become Become ruthless about uh, eradicating your life with the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. First John, chapter four. I want to read this to you. First John, chapter four, verse. Um, I think I'll start in verse uh, fifteen. It says, "Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God." And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in him dwells in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. The second thing you need to know is that if you're yielding to a spirit of fear, you're not yielding to the Holy Ghost. You can only yield to one at the time. And that's why it says perfect love casts out fear because the Holy Ghost is love. He's God. He's love. So when a situation comes, like if you go into public and or Publix, if you go into public and the Lord puts someone on your heart to share the gospel with and you get nervous and, and fear and anxiety tries to come on you. I know for most people that's not the case, but for many people it is the case and fear tries to come on you. What do you do? What's the opposite spirit? You have to consciously make a decision. I'm not yielding to the spirit of fear. The opposite is love. Lord, I thank you that you love these people. I love all of these people. Every person that I see, I love them. I want them in eternity. And you start to put your heart and set your mind on love, on God's love. How does God feel about these people? And then all of a sudden you'll feel this compassion and it'll be easy to go tell someone about Jesus. Why? Because of how much he loves them. The opposite of the spirit of fear is the, is the spirit of love. And that's why in First Timothy it says, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. God has given us the opposites in his word. When fear comes, you have to make a decision. And that's why it's important to know the word of God. 
Because you can't stand on the Word of God you don't know. Man, that's a hashtag. That's a quote. You can't stand on the Word of God you don't know. When fear tries to come, you have to fight against it. We went in for a sonogram, my wife and I. Um, she's about 20 weeks pregnant as of this, maybe 21 now. But we went in a couple weeks ago, and the lady comes in to do the thing that you can hear the baby's heartbeat. And she was new, but this lady like puts this thing into my wife's, pushes this thing into my wife's belly and is like listening. And like the first minute, she couldn't find it. Second minute, she couldn't find it. And at some point, fear tried to come on me like, oh, she's not finding a heartbeat. That means there's no more heartbeat. Oh, something's happened to your child. And this this fear tried to grip me. It was crazy. And you know what I had to do? I had to take the... And, and at first, I, I, I just sat there frozen. And I was like, no, this can't... But then you know what? The scripture came back. This is why, man, the, your relationship with the Holy Ghost is so important. Because you don't realize that when you... Maybe you do. But that when the when a scripture... When you face a circumstance and then there's a scripture that pops up into your heart, that's the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he'll remind you of what I said. The Holy Ghost bringing a scripture to your memory... A, a script, that's not just you with a good memory. That's the Holy Ghost himself saying, here, you need this to do battle. When you put on the whole armor of God, the sword of the spirit is the sword coming, is the, is the word of God coming out of your mouth. When you imagine that Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God, we picture ourselves holding a sword in our right hand, but that's not what it is. In Jesus, with Jesus in Revelation 1, when it describes Jesus, it says the sword, two-edged sword proceeded out of his mouth. The sword of the spirit is the word of God coming out of your mouth. And so in situations when fear comes, your response has to be, Lord, your word says that you would take sickness and disease out of our midst, that nothing shall cast their young nor be barren in the land. It's impossible for me to lose a child in the womb because the Bible says that the Bible says so. The Bible says that he would take sickness out of our midst. Well, what about this other person that's had this experience? You don't change your faith according to someone else. That's saying, I trust this person's experience more than I trust the word of God. And I don't. God has never lied. People do lie. I can't look into that person's heart and see where their faith was at, where their trust was at, what their life was like, their level of consecration. I can't see all that. All I can see is that the word of God is sure. When faith comes, the word has to be hidden in your heart so you can stand up. When lack comes, oh, there's an extra, there's a surprise bill that's due. The Bible says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I love this scripture. No soldier goes to war at his own expense. Man, I'm enlisted in the army of God. God pays, takes care of me. What he, what he pays for what he orders. And he ordered me to go into the ministry. So he's paying for me. Hallelujah. Paying for me to go into the ministry. And I will never lack. It's by yielding to God's love for us that we overcome the spirit of fear. Fear has to be dealt with. If you allow it in your life, in any area, for many people, it's looking forward to getting uh, married. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be married. What if I'm single? Women deal with this, especially 20 years old, worried about getting married. Relax. You don't want to get married. If you're going to marry someone in your, newsflash, if you're going to marry someone in your age group at 20, you're going to marry a very immature person for the most part. There are very few exceptions to this. Guys in this day and age at 20, 21, 22, there are some exceptions, but very few. They do not have their life sorted out. I would not have been a good husband at 22 years old. It took me till about 30 to where I got to the place and I prayed a prayer to the Lord. I said, Lord, don't let me marry. Don't let me find my wife until I'm ready where I won't hurt her. That was the prayer that I prayed. Don't let me be... I, I, 
I identified that I was immature in, in things. I thought I had it all together, but, it, but when I got real with myself, I said, there's areas where I, don't, I need to grow up. Lord, don't let me find this wife. And I believe it was a prayer the Lord put in my heart to pray. Don't let me find my wife until I'm mature enough not to hurt her. God is looking for people who trust his word. And that's why meditating in the word of God gives you such a strength, man, when fear tries to come that you can say, you know what? That's nonsense. I am resisting the devil and he will flee from me. Fear is a spirit. If you imagine this, the, if you can think of the last time fear tried to grip you, that it was actually a spirit being sent from Satan to try and grip you. He sneaks up, tries to jump on your shoulders. You resist him. Why? Through love. Lord, I thank you. You've not given me the spirit of fear. I don't yield to the spirit being of fear. I yield to the, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of power the spirit of love, the spirit of a sound mind. Beating fear is your portion. That's why in Joshua, God said to Joshua, uh, be courageous, be strong, don't fear. Every time God would interact with man, usually because man wasn't ready to see what he saw, he'd put his hands on him. Be not afraid. When the angels saw Mary, be not afraid. Joseph, be not afraid. When John fell at Jesus' feet in the book of Revelation, fear not. That's what God is saying. There shouldn't be any fear in our life. You have to decide not to tolerate fear in your life. Find the scriptures that you need. What areas in your life have you allowed fear? Find the scriptures, meditate in them, go to sleep thinking about them, get them down in your heart, speak them out of your mouth and see the victory come to pass. Bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you on the next one.